Well, since it's the Sunday closest to Thanksgiving, I thought it would be worth our while to sort of hear the Thanksgiving story again. You know, we're probably pretty familiar with it, but we may as well hear it again. So it's for, it's, um, 1620, and the pilgrims are upset in England, and they've gone to Holland, and they decide they need to come to, uh, to the New World. And so they book a boat named the Mayflower, and they get on the boat, and it's a choppy ride coming across. It, it's rough going, and they get here, and, you know, like some of our ancestors do, they kind of get here late in the year, and they're like, well, I suppose we'll stop here. They try it out at P-Town, but, you know, none of the restaurants were open, so they decided they'd come on. It was off-season, after all. They decided they'd come on to Plymouth, and that first winter in Plymouth was pretty hard because... You know, there wasn't much to eat at all, and the natives, they were really nice, and they just said, well, here, have some of ours, and the pilgrims said, well, that's great, and so they got through that first winter. Well, that next year, they sort of figured out how to farm things, and they grew some crops of their own, and they built some houses, and by the time November rolls around again, it was time for another big feast, and they'd remembered what good friends these Indians were, and... And so they said, come on, Mr. Lincoln, what are you doing here, Mr. President? Please forgive the temerity of my presence here, but I feel I must convey to you that the, the, the history of the Thanksgiving holiday, which, which you are now, upon which you are now expanding, is not wholly accurate. Well, but this is the story that everybody knows, you know. It's all about the pilgrims and the Indians, well, and they, they got a turkey true. and some sweet potatoes. The natives of this land have observed autumnal harvest celebrations for centuries, and George Washington did declare November 28, 1789, as a day of national thanksgiving, in recognition of the role of providence in the creation of a new nation and a new federal constitution. However, it is with my proclamation of 1863 that Thanksgiving becomes a national 1863? That's more than 200 years after the pilgrims landed. Why don't you come over here and tell me a little more about it? Why pilgrims. in 1863? What was going on? I'm the use of the term pilgrims in connection with the Thanksgiving holiday. It, it could be that you are referring to the Puritans who settled in Plymouth. Well, we just know them as pilgrims, you know. They, they wear their big hats with the buckles on the front, you know. Yeah, I, I'm fami- I am familiar with the dress of the Puritans of that time. However, I must tell you that there is no connection between that group of settlers and the holiday which I am now proclaiming. Now, I have my reasons for proclaiming the last Thursday of November to be a day of national thanksgiving. And it may well be that those who have connected this celebration of the Puritans with this Thanksgiving had reasons of their own. We all, it is in the nature of every one or the other of us to tell stories which meet the needs of the times in which we live. So why did you create Thanksgiving? Well, we are engaged in a, in a tremendous contest which has absorbed the attention and engrossed the energies of the nation. Yet in spite of that, The year which is drawing to a close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. Blessings blessings so extraordinary in nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even a heart habitually insensible to the divine providence of Almighty God. 
Now, for, are, are you talking about the end of the Civil War here? Well, we are not there yet. But not with, there yet. With the okay. divine intervention of Almighty God, we will arrive there. And therefore, I see that it is right and proper that we pause in the midst of these troubled times to give thanks for all that has been provided to us. But, Mr. Lincoln, you know we're at war. How can we even pause for a moment in this great struggle? It is brother against brother, father against son. Yes, How can we pause? We, we must, even in the midst of this struggle, we must, we must pause and consider how will we bind up the wounds of this nation? How can we put all that we have into creating, achieving, and cherishing a just and lasting peace, not only amongst ourselves, but with all nations, with, with malice towards none, charity for all, and, and high hopes for the future? And so you think a Thanksgiving Day holiday will do that. It will bring us together. We, in, in the midst of these troubled times, we need to, to stop and, and come together as a nation to give thanks for all the, the blessings that have been bestowed upon us. And if we do this each year, this day of Thanksgiving, this day when we sit with family, when we put our differences aside, what will your message to the future generations be? My, well, we must bear in mind that all of this is part of the divine plan. And we have, as a nation, created this great sin of slavery. And it may be that for every drop of blood that has been drawn by the lash simply must be paid for by another drop of blood drawn by the sword. But once this is behind us, my message is may we go forward in peace and harmony, always giving thanks to the Almighty. And I understand you have a proclamation you would like to read. Why, 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 why you said I have, a, I have a draft of, the, of well, that proclamation right here? You're pretty good at drafts. The shorter, the better. I, I, I have heard that. I have heard that before. You want to come up to the pulpit and offer us a few words, Mr. President? That, that, would, that would be fine. Come on up. I'm not, I'm, I'm not familiar with this. Country. It's a newfangled thing. Just, just speak into it. It'll help. Thank you. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, and laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow or the shuttle or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of settlements and the mines, as well as of iron and coal, as of the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me 
fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to, to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up these ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, that they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore, implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union.